Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. Welcome to another episode of Docking Bay 94. I'm Carl. I'm Zach. And today, we're going to be talking about C-3PO and R2-D2. That's right. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about basically their entire life, if we want to call it that. You know, their life. So, we'll go from the beginning, as far as we know, and up to as far as you know, we have, which is pretty much Force Awakens. Yeah. Right? So, starting off... Our very first chronological uh, interactions with the two of them are Phantom Menace. Yep. And they're apart, right? So we have C-3PO, we learn, was built by a nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker. Great, great choice. Great choice. Great choice. Great, great choice, George. Uh, how do you feel about that? I don't like that. <laughs> Word. Same. Uh, it it's, was... It's like you said before, that it just makes the whole universe feel smaller. Right. It does. And... Then you go back and you start thinking about the original trilogy, and you're like, whoa, like, that entire time, Vader, Darth Vader built 3PO. And I think they were only in one scene together. Together. And that was on in Empire Strikes Back on Bespin. Yeah. When the, the whole Carbonite thing. Because uh, Chewie has 3PO in his, in his backpack, doesn't he? Right. And then Vader's there, so. You think he would at least remember? But, you know, there was a comic I don't... No, if it's canon or not, I'm gonna say no. But I'm not sure where Vader on Bespin, Vader finds 3PO, like his parts, right? And he has like a uh, a, a short like emotional reaction, uh, where he's like holding 3PO's head in his hands because it reminds him of Shmi. Shmi, and then he like he he prevents the the what are those little like the, the pig things. Uh, Ugnaught. Ugnaught, yeah, he prevents them from, like, get, like trashing him, and then he wants them to, like, give 3PO back to oh. Chewbacca. I don't know, it was weird. But anyways, so that was the that was the origin of 3PO. When we see him, he's all wiry, he doesn't have any, like, metal coverings yet. Right. He was built to help Shmi, which is weird, because he's a protocol droid, right? So it's like... Right, so he's, he's programmed for etiquette and protocol. Right. And Not... Chores not, around the house. Right, not slaving. Um, but I think that has a possible continuity error. Okay. Because C-3PO, I mean, originally I read that, this is originally, it never made it in, it was cut, okay. but uh, he once said that he was the, he says, I was once protocol droid to the chief negotiator for the entire Manicron system. Was that a line from New Hope that was cut? I, yeah. Right. And then one thing that he does say was my first job was programming binary load lifters, which are very similar to your moisture evaporators in most respects. Oh, well, that's not a continuity, continuity error. Well, that was not, his, it wasn't his first job. Well, it's not, though, because he has mind wiped. Right. At the end of Sith, so he has no recollection of anything that's true. during the prequels. So they probably gave him, either he really did do that, and that's his his earliest memory, or they just gave him false, you know, false memories. False memories. I don't know. Hmm. But so we see we see three PO and Phantom Menace, and then we also see R two. Uh, he was on Naboo as this, like a regular old astronaut droid that sure. was uh, worked on like Naboo starfighters. So we don't actually know how old he was. Right. 
he could be very, very much older right. than 3PO. And he, but he was like a special astromech. He was the in that in that scene on uh, when the Naboo cruiser or whatever is like escaping all those astromechs that were blown away. He's the only one that survives. And then he's like, what? Why, why are you giving me that look? Because I don't think that makes him special. Well, he's he just got lucky. Sure, he did, but he's unique. You know, like, he's a very, like, spunky, you know. He is, but it just seems weird in that scene that they would bring the droid before the queen. Right. Like, she would thank him. Yeah, she thanks the, let's say thanking a dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that's why are you, uh, yeah. No, it's definitely strange. Um, but no, he's, he's not a typical astromech droid, you know. He's a little different. He's smarter than most, yeah. I mean. Yeah, which is interesting. I was like, how, I wonder how that happens, you know? Backstory. R2 spinoff. Right. Next time, college film, right? Because, like, you can imagine that he was built in a factory, like, on an assembly line. Like, why is R2 so much smarter than others? I don't know. There's but, probably a reason. Something right, in so, his backstory. So, I just wanted to take a note real quick that I believe C-3PO and R2-D2 are the only two characters that appeared in every single Star Wars movie. Yes, they are, yeah. To this point. Yeah, including the Clone Wars movie. Including Rogue One. Does that count? So that was a theatrical movie. And including Rogue One, One. Force Awakens. Right. And here's the thing is, do you think... I don't think that will last. They will be in all the saga films, but I don't think they will be in all of the anthology films. So at some some point, you can't have them in everything. It depends. It depends if you get these directors, like the director of Rogue One, right. who felt the need to just throw them in randomly. But that made sense. Uh, kinda. I think it would have made more sense to show them on the Tantive Four. I, I agree. Than showing them on the, on the base on the Alvin Four. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they were there. It was just a scene that felt like a forced scene. You know. Right. They didn't need to show that. If they were on the Tantive Four, that would be that would make more sense to show. Right. Right. And considering that Leia was on Yavin 4 the whole time and you never see her. Yeah. It would I think it made more sense to show Leia on Yavin 4 and not show the droids. Right. Until they get on the Tantive 4. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that would have been maybe a little smoother. But at, yeah. at some point, you know, you can't have them in every anthology because, I mean, they, they could be at the Han Solo... Because mm-hmm. it's the, it's the right time period, and it would probably just be a cameo, right? But if they do if they do like an old Republic uh, movie, no, no, no. it's not like they can't. Three PO wouldn't be on that. Definitely not. Yeah, R two could technically, maybe, but that was like thousands of years. Why not? I, I well, mean, models maybe change, not. And, you know, right, right. Uh, but anyways, so Phantom Menace, the events of Phantom Menace play out, and we see the two of them meet for the first time, and. It's weird, though, because they meet, the movie plays out, as we know it, we have the review of, and then the movie ends, 3PO stays on Tatooine with Shmi, right. and R2 stays with Anakin and Obi-Wan and all that. Yep. Right. So then 10 years goes by. Right. And during that 10 years, R2 is with Anakin and all that. 3PO is still on Tatooine. So 3PO and R2 don't see each other for 10 years. 3PO goes with Shmi when she gets sold to Lars. Right. And lives with, lives with Owen and Baru. And Gleed. And Gleed. Gleed Lars. <laughs> and then, so, which is funny, because that means 
3PO was bought by the Lars family twice. Well, not necessarily bought. I mean, the he, first time. Well, sure. Acquired, acquired by the Lars family. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> so there, there's a couple, you know, things. Owen didn't remember him, right? But that can be explained because he seemed to not care much about the droids in the and, in a new hope right, anyway. Right. He was just like, "What about that one? Bring that uh, one, the red one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't give shit. But it's still like, what do you, Owen? Like, do you not like the not the same number? Right. Would give it away, I think. Right. But so when attack the clones. Uh, we see 3PO again, and he's all in, like, sil- like not really silver, it's like in gray plating, right? Like, he has, like, the silvery gray uh, coverings. Sure. Right. Um, living with the Lars family, and R2 is with uh, Anakin still. Yep. Anakin destroyed. And so the, the events of Attack of the Clones play out, and we get that horrendous droid factory scene. Okay. Where three PO is like on the conveyor belt, gets his head switched with the battle droid's head. Remember all that? I forget how did three PO get out of the Lars's place and go? Right. He goes. Were they yeah. just like I'm taking this droid? <laughs> I don't remember them explaining. Did they? I think he was basically stole three PO. Because he was like, it's my droid. I built it. <laughs> but, but they never actually so explain funny. it, right? I mean, no, he they just don't. he just. Becomes a part of the squad again. <laughs> well, yeah, because everything that Padme come, R2 is with them. You have to imagine he's always with them. Right. So R2 and 3PO get to reunite. And then when Anakin and Padme leave to go help Obi-Wan. Maybe that's why Owen hates Obi-Wan, because he stole his droid. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, because then they, they leave to go help Obi-Wan, right? And then they just take 3PO with them. Right. <laughs> so Maybe that's why he hates them. Maybe. I mean, that that, that would suck for uh, the Lars family, just Shmi is dead, and then Anakin takes their droid. Yeah. <laughs> but they never, he never said, like, I'm taking his droid. Right, he just goes <laughs> with him. But yeah. He's mine, I built him. That's it. And, end story. So so then they go to Geonosis, and then the arena stuff happens. Right. All that crap. But, and then ever since then, and after that, Padme, 3PO becomes Padme's droid. Anakin just... Is like taking droids from people, right? And giving them droids stuff. just change hands, like. Because <laughs> then after episode two is, is the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and we in the Clone Wars show, 3PO is like Padme's personal droid. He, you can imagine, he probably gave the droid to her. Right. It was originally to help her mom. Now it's to help out his wife. Yeah, and they were both present at Anakin and Padme's wedding. Right. They were like the witnesses, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but. So 3PO, yeah, so Anakin steals 3PO from the Larses, gives it to his wife, and then the Clone Wars happen, and R2 is Anakin's sole personal droid. Mm-hmm. So how long has Anakin owned R2, would you say, at this point in time? He owned him since he was... Well, was he, like, his droid when he was a kid? What? R2. R2-D2. Yeah. Was Anakin's droid since he was a kid? Right, because he, he started training as a Jedi... As at about nine, like what was R two doing during that time? You know? Oh, I don't know. Right, because we see R two in a, in a way they swapped droids. Anakin made C three PO, gives it to Padme. R two is Padme's droid. Right, gives him to Anakin. Right, kind of like wedding gifts. It's kind of romantic. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so basically R two does is Anakin's personal droid, and during Clone Wars we see Anakin's like super attached to him. 
I wouldn't say necessarily his personal droid, but his starfighter droid. Right. But he's a really attached to R2, so he views him as his droid. I guess so. Because this is one episode where... If you consider, does Obi-Wan consider R4 his droid? Obi-Wan's less, like, attached to really? the okay. droids. Because there's an episode in Clone Wars where uh, R2 is lost in battle or whatever, and Obi-Wan's like, all right, well, he was a good droid, but we'll move on. <laughs> and Anakin's like, no, I have to go back and save him. And Obi-Wan's like, what are you talking about? It's just a droid. And Anakin's, like, all upset. And then also Obi-Wan, he tells Obi-Wan that he never wiped R2's memory. And uh, Obi-Wan that's really pissed off at him because of that. Because mm. he's like, you lost the droid. The enemy could find him oh. and dissect him. And he never wiped his memory. Because Anakin never wanted to wipe his memory. Right. Um, and there's a whole episode where they, they go to rescue R2. He gets, like, captured by General Grievous and, like, taken apart and stuff. It's, right. It's really sad. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Clone Wars plays out, and then we get Revenge of the Sith with, uh, we see R2 is, uh, still serving Anakin, and 3PO is still Padme's right. uh, butler, basically. Right. Um, anything else for, like, the prequels then? Um, I just have some general stuff. Sure. Um, so, 3PO is considered a protocol droid. Yeah. And R2 is an astromech droid. Yeah. So basically their functions, um, generally, a protocol droid, we see in episode one, we see other, you know, serving, fe- a female version yeah, of serving three, drinks. Yeah, yeah, serving drinks. Right. Doing that kind of stuff. Interpreter. Interpreter, yeah. yeah he's, how many languages do you say he speaks like? Okay, in the original trilogy, it's six million six forms million. of communication. Right, okay. But I also heard that by the time of Force Awakens, he has learned more languages and now speaks 7 million Ooh, forms seven of communication. Million. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, so I'll, another thing that I remember is early on in the like beginning drafts or whatever of the first Star Wars movie, 3PO was going to be more of a, as Lucas described him, a used car salesman. A little oh bit more like... Greasy with his, like, a little bit more, um, hmm. you know, not so proper, I guess, right? Okay. And then, for whatever reason, he was the proper, prim and proper British butler okay. um, style. But, and, uh, of course, Anthony Daniel is playing 3PO for all the movies. He really has embraced that role pretty well. Right. Um, always wearing a costume, pretty much. The only time they had a CGI... 3PO was during episode 2, I believe. Oh. During the whole droid factory stuff. Okay. They were throwing him around a lot. That was the only CGI 3PO. Other than that, he's always been, you know, Anthony Daniels. And then there was a little CGI with Phantom Menace because I remember seeing a photo. It was, uh, since obviously Anthony Daniels could not fit inside that 3PO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, they, they did this thing where Anthony Daniels would be behind that 3PO and they'd attach um, 3PO to the front of him, and he could move around, and they just CGI Anthony Daniels out of the okay. uh, of the scenes, so okay. he was still controlling it. Um, so 3PO gets torn apart a lot. He does. Yeah. How many times can you think of? Um, well, episode two, he gets dismembered. Uh, well, his head gets pretty much taken yeah, off. Head gets taken off and put on a different body. Right. Uh, and I think that's it for the prequels. And then in Empire, he gets completely no. taken apart, right? And A New Hope. New, oh. The Sand People. Oh, right, right, right. He gets uh, scarecrowed, like, in the yeah. 
um, his arms thrown everywhere. Right. And then Empire again. Yeah. And then Force Awakens, he has a red arm. Yeah. So not <laughs> only not only does he have a red arm in Force Awakens, but people don't realize he, a lot of people don't realize that he has he has a silver leg in the New Hope. Right. 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 So he's that. all kind of like pieced together. That's right. You know what? I never noticed that as well until not too long ago. And I was like, oh shit, he has a silver leg. Yeah. And you hope. And then. Well, so at some point, like he was, he was silver in the prequels. Well, episode two. Episode two. He was silver. Yeah. Then he gets bronze. The, yeah, like the golden. You go gold or bronze. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Golden. And then somewhere between then and a new hope he loses a leg, he loses a leg and gets a silver leg right no one gave a shit yeah a gold leg and then apparently he gets a red arm right between. so in episode three we see our uh 3po and like that really really shiny gold arm like plate uh not arm but like the plating right right it's like it was in episode four he's in the same plating but it's all dirty and dinged up and until the end when they clean him up right um, but he was very shiny at that like award ceremony. Right. That's that's right. Yeah. At the end. So well, let's talk about. So after episode three is over, they memory wipe three PO. Yep. So he won't remember any of any of this of the stuff with the prequels at all. And they give the two of them to Captain Antilles. Right. Well, Captain Antilles. Well, they don't give him the. No, no. So apparently they are in service to Bail Organa. Right. The Tantive Four is Bail Organa's ship. Right. Captain Antilles is the captain of that ship. Right. So. Right, right, right. So, at the end of three, Bail Organa tells Cap- uh, Captain Antilles to like, clean them up and memory wipe the purple droid. Right. And then episode four, Tupio mentions that they were in the service of Captain Antilles or whatever. Right. Right. And then also, so in between three and four, we see uh, Rebels and Rogue One. So, Rebels, they were in an episode. And they were with. Um, do, you, do you remember this episode? Mm, I I don't know where you're going yet. I remember very vaguely. They were in like maybe one episode of Rebels, and they were with the Empire, and they were with some lady. Really? Yeah. And I was like thinking about that. I was confused, but I guess you. I mean, Alderaan was in the Empire, and so technically that makes sense. But they were with some lady I'd never heard of. Um, I don't really recall that episode too much. Do we consider like Rogue One to be the turning point where Leia goes from pretending to be with the Empire to no more hiding? Like now they know well, she's yeah. a rebel. At the beginning of New Hope is that that moment, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Vader's like you're a part of the Rebel Alliance. Right. But that just became aware. Yeah. In Rogue One, you know, between Rogue One and Episode Four. Right. When because he yeah, aware because of that. we see we see the two of them. 3PO and R2 on the base. Yeah. Uh, on the album the Rebel base. Right. Right. So now going into the original trilogy, it starts off A New Hope. The two of them are very pivotal to the story of New Hope. Right. And the, the, you, you see, we see most more of them than anyone else in the first like 15 minutes. Sure. I mean, that's like the, they're like the beginning characters really. Yeah. That. So we see them on the Tantive Four that's attacked. They are jettisoned. And to get... be fair, though, I think 3PO, it was more about R2-D2. 3PO, right. 3PO was just kind of there, along for the ride. I don't even think, was he right next to R2-D2 when Leia puts the plans into r 2 he, he sees it happen, but like we see it from his perspective. Like 
3 is looking for R2. Ah, and I remember he sees them down the hallway. He sees Leia giving him the stuff. Um, so they... So, yeah, Leia puts the Death Star plan in R2, and then she, the two of them go on the, the escape pod and crash into Tatooine. Sure. So then we get, like, ten minutes of them bickering in the desert about where to go. Right, and that was that was good story writing for right. at the time. Yeah. It, I thought it was a really cool idea to start off this movie that way. Mm-hmm. And then the Jawas capture right. them. And, and then, well, they go in separate directions. Right. Uh, like the old married couple arguing. You know, like R2, well, R2 is headed straight for uh, Ben Kenobi, right? That's his destination, um, isn't it? If he knows where he's at, right? You think that he he's headed directly for him. Right. I think he, I think he does because R two is dead set on going this way. Three PO is like right, like 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 saying I don't know what he says to him. Where does three PO want to go? He wants to like find a city, maybe. Yeah, he wants to find civilization. Uh-huh. Right. And he's like, oh, we go this way, and then R two's like, well, you, I'm I'm going I'm going here, and yeah, so they separate. R two is going for Ben Kenobi, and three PO is just trying to find help, and then. R2 gets captured by Jawas, and 3PO gets also right picked up by Jawas. And then they end up together anyway. Apparently, somehow, <laughs> the Sandcrawler just scooped them up both. Yeah. A, yeah. Um, but, and then they end up at the Lars homestead, where Owen Lars buys 3PO. Right. Which is like, Owen, what? How, <laughs> how, do, you don't, how do you not remember? He had a full conversation with 3PO. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been like it's been several years. It's been several years. I mean, yeah, it's been what like he's got Cleek syndrome at this point. Yeah, he's he's just like Cleek now. Yeah. He's all old and grizzled. <laughs> my leg, my leg. Uh, and then they don't buy R two at first. They were gonna buy the, the R five D for whatever it was. The red one. The red one. And then uh, he blows up. Do you think that I've heard that uh, R two made him sabotaged? Blow up? Him? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty dirty of R two if he's if he does that. Possible. Right. I don't know. But I he mean, blows up. No, he's got a bad motivator. Bad motivator. Right. Right. He's got a bad motivator. <laughs> and then Owen's Owen's kind of pissed off. Like, hey, we're trying to pull on us. You know, yeah. Jawa. And the Jawa just shrugs. Yeah. Hey, what, what are we gonna do? <laughs> um. So then they buy the blue one. Yeah. And then R two and three PO are together again. That one. That one. Yeah. That blue one. And, uh, so then, yeah, so the, now the two of them are back at, uh, so, so 3PO has no idea what's going on, because he has not mind that, but R2 remembers everything. Sure. So you think at this point, R2, you know, like, R2 remembers this place, he's been here before, the Lars, sure. the Lars homestead, and do you think that he, how much do you think R2, like, is, is aware of at this point, you know? In the sense of what? Well, he knows that, do you think R2 is able to comprehend that Anakin became Darth Vader or became a bad guy? No. Where? How would he know that? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm asking if, like, because at the end of Sith, he is with Anakin on Mustafar, and mm. then he's like, uh, R2, stay with the ship, or whatever. And then he goes off, and then Obi-Wan returns without Anakin, with sure. Padme, and he, and he takes R2 and 3PO with him. Yeah. So, what's R2 thinking at that point, you know? I don't know, um, but I think it would be just a, a hard assumption to say, oh, my master turned into Vader. I mean, that right. would be... Or, not, not Vader, but like my, my master, the Anakin's dead, or Anakin... Like, Maybe he thought he was dead. Right. Um, 
But he doesn't seem distraught. Distraught, or he doesn't seem angry with Obi Wan. Well, he wouldn't be. I don't think. Uh, I mean, even though Anakin was his master, I don't think they like. You think he would be all broken up about it? Like I don't know. <laughs> there's still a droid. Yeah, I mean you're right, but they do. They get R two so much like personality. Right. And you expect him to be. You know, you you do see him get happy and sad and whatnot, but. At some point, he must realize that Luke is Anakin's son. At some point. Why? I don't know. Just because, like, he doesn't have to, but wouldn't you think that he would? No, I really just think that he he gets the assignment from Leia, he goes about finding Kenobi, and then he's just along for the ride. And you think he remembers Obi-Wan, though? Yeah, I do. Right. Because then when... um... And a lot of people think that Obi-Wan remembers R2 and just is pretending pretending for right. Luke in the way that, you know, Obi-Wan does. Yeah. Obi-Wan's a, you know, I, I, I think that as well, because when Obi-Wan comes into the picture and he finds 3PO and R2, R2 is probably, um, R2 seems like, like, hey, that's the guy I'm looking for, you know, because that's who he was looking for. He and, knows him, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, hey man, what's up? And... I always thought that it must have been a, such a weird moment for Obi Wan because right he, there's three PO and there's R two who he hasn't seen in sure. like twenty years and now right. he's on Tatooine so what the hell is going on? I mean, do you think that could have always been the sign though? Do you think Bale and him could have had an arrangement? Okay, when you need me, send the droids. Well, no, I don't think so because that wasn't ever the plan. You know, the plan was for them to pick up Obi Wan in person or for Leia too. Okay. And the droids were, like, a last-minute thing. Okay. You know? But still, like, Obi-Wan must know, like, these droids are Bail Organa's droids. He knew it was time. And he's like, all right, yeah, I think they're happening. So he takes them to his place. So suppose, though, suppose they had not met Luke and they went directly to Obi-Wan. Right. What would Obi-Wan have done? Would he have taken Luke at that point? How? Well, there's no way he would leave without... Luke, or like without, he would he wouldn't leave Luke's protection to right. You know, he so would, he'd have to start that process another way, right? If, if they, he was gonna leave, if like yeah, if they got to Obi Wan, he got the plans. He would probably get Luke, which would not be pretty because Owen would be not having it, right? I don't know. He would not want Obi Wan taking Luke away. I always wondered if, do you think Luke met old Ben before? Definitely. He talks like he has. Yeah. But it's not 100% sure. I mean, all he says is he, he's an old hermit. He lives beyond the Dune Sea. And he recognizes him, though, when he sees him. Yeah, you're right. Ben? Like, am I glad to see you? Ben uh, Kenobi? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think he definitely has met him like, once or twice. And I think also this is, there's a comic. Uh, again, I, I'm not sure if it's canon. I think it is. But where Obi-Wan like helps Luke with something when he's a kid. And then Owen gets really pissed off at Obi Wan's like stay away from Luke or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so Obi Wan would have to pick up Luke, and which would Owen... why why the animosity though? Because they they go and they drop Luke off, and Baru's all happy to have this baby, and <laughs> maybe Owen Luke, never wanted Luke. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Obi Wan like twiddles his mustache <laughs> as he watches them right. take over. So why like those years later he like well doesn't like him? Well, you gotta understand it from Owen's perspective i guess because he never really knew anakin that well and one day uh obi-wan just arrives with 
the baby of this guy that Owen Harvey knows. And he's like, here you go. And also, like, Anakin was... Uh, Owen... I don't think Owen knows that Anakin's Darth Vader. I think Owen knows... Thinks that Anakin's dead. Right. And, and that's his son. And that's his son. And then Owen is like... Maybe blames Obi-Wan for Anakin dying. Or for bringing yeah. Anakin into this mess. Because Owen... I don't know about that. Well, no, because... Hold on. So, like, Owen knows that Anakin left his mother when he's a kid. To join the Jedi Order. To join the Jedi. And then... He goes to the Jedi. So he sees Obi-Wan as the supervisor of the Jedi. Like he's So when he goes to join the Jedi, he sees Obi-Wan as kind of in charge of Anakin. Well, he was. Yeah. yeah. He so, doesn't know about the whole council and all that. He, he just knows Obi-Wan right. is the one above him. Right. And so Anakin runs off going to the Jedi. Meanwhile, you know, Shmi, he, he leaves his mother behind, and Shmi end up, ends up you know, getting killed, which she probably doesn't like. The fact that Anakin left his mom behind, and then Obi Wan takes Anakin, and then gets Anakin killed, and then Obi Wan comes over with this baby, and he probably just wants Obi Wan to stay away from Luke. Just be like, no. There was a uh, and another comic. There was a line. Well, so in this comic, Obi Wan wants to Luke's a kid at this point, and he wants to give Luke some like parts for his ship, his like T sixteen or whatever. Okay. He wants to like do something nice for him. So he, he gives Luke all these parts, and then later that night, Owen comes to Obi-Wan's house with the parts, and he's like, here, take these back, stay away from Luke, oh. you've, you've killed enough Skywalkers already, or whatever. Is that what he says? Yeah. Is that canon? I think so. Hmm. And, and and then, yeah, so Owen doesn't want anything to do with Obi-Wan. But yeah, so Luke obviously knows who old Ben is. Right. Did you ever think that um, maybe Owen didn't want the baby when Obi-Wan brought it? That's it possibility for sure but later on he needs him i mean he right. he relies on him to right. do, the, do the harvest do the, the harvest harvest in that water you know also i mean when you raise someone for 20 years 19 20 years he's gonna get attached to him you know it's his son basically you know this is a kind of a side point but i never like when, when owen and luke are kind of arguing about when he can go to the academy yeah i, I got kind of confused between Owen wants him to stay on another season. Right. Luke says that's a whole other year, and then Owen says that's it's only like one more, semester. Or season. He uh, says it's only one more, one more season. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, it's a whole other year. He's like, but it's only one more season. Right, I mean, yeah. I don't get it. Well, I guess if you could say, if you could try and equate it to, like, if a season, if the harvest was, like, the summer, let's say, like, June, July, and August. He only wants him to stay on He only wants for him for one more season. But, but then Luke that's makes a, a good away. point. Because right. you have to get in at a certain time, and you'd have to wait the whole other year. Right, right. Because he could have could go in now. No, but I remember him saying, like, I'm thinking to transfer in this semester. They say semester, right? He might say semester later, but, like, when he's talking to, is in his garage with, like... Oh, no, he does, wait, he says semester at the beginning of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, something about next, about this semester. Yeah. And then Owen's like... The last you know, time. I, this is, the harvest is when I need you the most, or whatever, yeah. right? And then he wants him to stay on for that season, for that harvest, and then apply next year. But that's a whole, yeah. That's a whole Do we think that Owen would have never, like, he would have kept, just kept him. <laughs> next year, he'd be like, Luke, I still need you, man. He would have uh, perpetually. I think eventually. Like, he did He did tell Bruce that he'd make it up to Luke when Luke went away. You know, he'd be like, I'd make it, I'll make it up to him, or whatever. Um, I think also he just doesn't want Luke to go on to any adventures like his father did. 
I mean, they were good people, right? Baru and yeah. Lars. Yeah, sure. Owen. Baru, yeah, Baru and Lars. Yeah, they were good people. They were, you know, like humble, uh, working class, blue collar, blue collar family. There was also this other uh, theory that do you think Vader gave the order for the stormtroopers to attack the Lars family? And did he remember and know? Mm. I've heard that who he was killing. I've heard that as well. I mean, it's a good. You could, it's a good bet, you know. It makes sense that because this whole time, uh, going back to the droids a, a little bit, this whole time this, the Empire is after these droids because they have the plans. Because they have the plans. So after they land on Tatooine, they send Darth, Darth Vader sends a team, a squad of stormtroopers to the planet. But Vader is above Tatooine. He's not far right, away. Right. He is. He is orbiting the planet. Right. right? So. Right, yeah, so then he sends some stormtroopers down there to get the droids. They probably, the stormtroopers probably, like, follow the trail. They contact Vader, and they're like, hey. We found this hunt. Yeah. The Lars is. Like, you have to imagine the stormtroopers didn't just roll up and start shooting. Right. They rolled up, interrogated them. Right. And they were like, all right, Vader, we got the Lars family here. Oh, man, Vader's like, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Ah, that's sad. The same family that he used to think of. He tells them these are good people. Right, right. Savage man. He leaves Padme with them when he goes right, out on the like, speeder. These are good people. Yeah. yeah. And then he kills Damn. them. Damn. Yeah. That's not confirmed, but it's not confirmed. But about. it's so, yeah, something to think about. So then we get the events of New Hope play out. Yeah. Uh, R two kind of becomes well, they both kind of become well. With R two is Luke's property, you'd say at this like during New Hope, he becomes Luke's property. Moving forward. I guess so. Property or... Yeah, I guess so. Or the property of the Rebellion. Well, is his X-Wing his property? No, I don't know. No, I guess not. But he becomes Luke's droid, more or less. Okay. Right? He's he's Luke's astromech droid. Sure. Just like his father's. And three, what's 3PO doing in New Hope? Oh, yeah, he's chilling at the uh, command center and stuff, right? I want to know at the end. And then R2 is in the, is in the X-Wing with Luke when he blows up the Death Star. And then at the end, at the, at the medal ceremony, you mentioned that 3PO was all shiny, right? Right. Like, I, 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 for some reason, I couldn't remember that. They were both shiny. They were both cleaned up really well. Right. They, they were shiny. Yeah, they were both cleaned up. So then we get Empire. Yeah. And pretty much, yeah, same deal. Like, R2 is Luke's dro- uh, astromech. Mm-hmm. 3PO oh, is chilling with the, they're all just chilling with the Rebellion. So, so R2 literally stays with Luke throughout force awakened i mean even though he's not with luke right he's kind of controlled by luke because luke gives him the task to hold the map right and puts him in low power mode right so r2 was luke's longer than anybody than anakin's longer than yes you know other anyone else really yeah during these time during this time so and then we have empire is we have a three people gets taken apart and then return the jedi um Events play out, and 3PO is a god to the Ewoks. Yeah, <laughs> because he's shiny. Because he's shiny, and golden. I but guess. that's actually not that has historical basis to it because when Cortez invaded Mexico, which was not really Mexico then, but right um, when he invaded, I believe the Mayan. Sure, Aztec Mayan. Yeah, I forget which one. Right, I think at, I'm not sure, but. Um, they come in, the Spanish soldiers come in with their shiny metal armor, and the native South Americans, you know, believe him right. to be a god. Right. 
yeah, so yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that was done with some sort of you know inspiration. But yeah. the the implication is that the native people are like uh, Ewoks. The Ewoks, or, yeah. yeah, and three, yeah, so so yeah, so Return of the Jedi, three PO is, is a god, <laughs> and R two, what's R two up to in, in Return of the Jedi? He is, what's he doing during the battle during the battle on the, the second Death Star? Is or, he in a ship? I can't remember. I don't remember either, because Luke is obviously dealing with Vader and the Emperor. He, he might be on the Millennium Falcon? Maybe, with Lando and Nymo. Yeah. Or he is... He's not with Wedge, is he? On Wedge's... Is Wedge is the, no, aren't they in the command center with Leia? Um, let me think. I the, during the I, battle. I think so, because... I'm sure 3PO is. Well, no, 3PO is... Is 3PO... I'm sure 3PO is at the command center. Right, right, right. I, I guess they both they both might be. I don't see R two being on any of the X wings and someone else's X wing. Right, that would I be don't blasphemy. If he was on the Millennium Falcon, the Millennium Falcon doesn't have like a spot for, for droids for for an astromech. Right? Yeah, so he would have to be either in the cockpit, which I don't remember happening. So right, I would I would say he was probably in the command center. So real quick, um, you always hear uh, several times three PO references the Maker. Thank the Maker. Thank the Maker. Who is Anakin. Right. Which she doesn't know, but it's just a funny... Like, it's a funny phrase. Right. Okay. But not. But it did make sense when Anakin comes back... Thank the Maker. ...in Attack of the Clones. Right. He looks at him and goes, the Maker. Right, right. right. Yeah, and... um, But it's just like a phrase we use. is like, thank God or whatever. Right. Uh, thank the Maker. It's just funny, though, thinking that this entire time he is technically thanking Darth Vader. Right. <laughs> um, um, but... No, wait, no. Uh, R2 is on, is on Endor during the battle. With Han. With Han. Right. He's on... Because remember, he, like, opens the door to the... the sure. When, but when does... So they take the shield generators down. Right. The entire time, Han and Leia are on Endor. Okay. During the battle. And so is R2. Yeah. And 3PO. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah. So they're the ground team that was taking down the shields. They do that, and then meanwhile, the space battle is happening. Lando's up there. Sure. And then Luke is on the yep. ship. Right. Okay. So there we go. Um, so then uh, after Return of the Jedi is over, uh, it ends with that really nice family family portrait on Endor. You know, we got Luke, Han, Leia, Lando, Chewie, three PO, R two, all like huddled together, all happy, and it ends. And then we get we get the party at the well the party and yeah, everyone's dancing three PO's dancing R two is shaking so immediate so Luke takes Vader's body off the ship right gets it in a shuttle maybe yeah yeah they show that much right and flies it down to Endor yeah. they're not like oh let's regroup somewhere else they're like, yeah the party yeah <laughs> well I think that's what the party Emperor's dead sure. Vader's dead. But why go right to Endor? Why am I like, all right, we're gonna have a party. Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to Coruscant, man. Yeah, well, Coruscant is probably like in turmoil <laughs> right now. It's probably like unrest. Uh, but yeah, so they he burns Vader's body on Endor, and then this is also as like a side note, just it's pure speculation. But he burns Vader's body. Come by how they got the helmet. Right, and then do we assume that Luke leaves? Everything there. Probably. Probably. Which means that Kylo Ren probably later in life went there and took it, right? Yeah, maybe. Which a lot of people got got speculating that 
he he's been to a lot of places that Vader was. He's probably right. been to his castle in Mustafar. Right. Um, That's true. So then Return of the Jedi is over, and then during this 30-year gap between that and Force Awakens, they basically... I mean, we, we know that uh, from the book Bloodline, you know, 3PO is Leia's droid um, during this period of time. Just like... Which is cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is cool because, uh, you know, 3PO was Padme's droid, right. uh, Leia's droid, R2 was Anton's droid, now Luke's droid. Um, so during this time, that period of time, Leia... And 3PO, and then uh, Luke and R2. Right. right. And by Force Awakens, we see that 3PO has a red arm now. Right. And he... Which will, will, pro- will probably not get explained. The same I way think, the silver it, leg didn't get I think it has been explained. Has been? In a comic. Yeah. I don't know how, but I, I'm pretty sure they did that. Right. So then we see 3PO with, and R2 with the Resistance Leia. So let's talk about... Um, the R2 and the low power thing okay. a little bit here. So we see that flashback kind of deal with Luke and R2. Puts his hand Puts on. Puts his hand on. So first thing we notice is that he doesn't have skin on his hand. Right, which is cool. And we're assuming that that is back when the Academy yeah. fell. Right. Uh, yeah, right. So this Luke looks kind of sad. He's distraught. Distraught. As if thousands of voices suddenly yeah. cried out in terror. Right, um... So he puts Luke himself puts part of the map into R2, right? Uh, maybe not right there. Not right. right there, but does he do that? Or we don't know. I, I I assume it was Luke who put it in R2. You know what I heard? I I heard this that actually hold on. So the I remember hearing that JJ Abrams talked about that a little bit, and he said that back when in New Hope when R2 plugged into the Death Star right. to, like, do stuff, he downloaded, like, the entire Imperial, like, archives. Okay. And he has, like, the Empire had, like, maps and stuff of the galaxy. They charted and all this stuff. So I think he was getting that R2 downloaded all of this information, and he had, and that's how it's he... just a map of the galaxy. Right, it is, and R2 does have... He could have got that off Wikipedia. Right. Star Wars so, version. But that doesn't mean that Luke gave it to him. Because it is just a map of the galaxy. No, but he would have had to have told R2 where he is. Otherwise, it's just a map, and you don't know where Luke is. It was a map that showed Luke is here. Right, Well, but BB-8 had that piece. Well, well, Lord Santeca had that piece, but said where Luke is, right? He had, like, the important piece. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lord Santeca had the smaller The smaller map. piece, which showed the exact location of Luke. Which, yeah. I mean, we don't know how he got that. Maybe Luke maybe gave it to him. I don't know. Um, That's why it's weird, because couldn't they have plugged that into any map of the galaxy? Um, like a puzzle. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I think that... Well, here's, here's the thing that I'm so confused about, though, is why exactly is R2 in low-power mode? I think Luke put it that way so that he wouldn't... Nobody could get the map until he wanted him. But... Does Luke ever want people to find him? Or is he completely fine, just, I'm done? He left the map behind, unless you think someone else found where he is and made a map? Um, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to piece it together all this time. Maybe Lor Santeca made the map and put it in R2? Maybe. I don't know. I just never really, during the movie, I was always, and even now, I'm still a little confused. Oh, we've yet to see. Maybe they'll explain it. I'm sure they will. Things go on. Talk more about it. Um, and, eight. and then, yeah, R2, like, is 
pretty much like dead for like the beginning of the movie until at the end of the movie he comes comes online. Yep. And uh, it's all happy and you know. And then it ends off. Seven ends off with three uh, PO is still at the base with Leia and all men, and then R two went to Octu with Ray. Him and Chewbacca. Oh, okay. Right, is the the Falcon lands on on the island. Right, 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 right. But she he doesn't walk. They don't walk up. No, no, no. Yeah, they yeah. stay with the ship. R two and Chewbacca, and she walks up by herself. Right, right. So in eight, we can assume that. Uh, well, unless Chewie takes the ship back. No, no he won't do that. Unless not without like talking to them first. Well, yeah, he she's probably she probably yells down, "We're good, Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> Come back in thirty in a year." Right. Because then I was like, all right, so then are we just going to have, like, Ray, Luke, Chewie, and R2 hanging out? or I don't think so. Right. I think it'll be Ray and Luke. What about, so do they, you think R2 would stay? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. Chewie takes the Falcon back to the base, maybe? I'm pretty sure Chewie's not hanging out the whole time. Right. <laughs> it would be weird if he just stayed there. If Chewie belongs with the Resistance, yeah. the Finn, mm-hmm. you know, all that. So I think yeah, Chewie will, will go home with the ship, and R two will stay right in Luke. Probably. Yeah. I don't know what use they'd have for a droid on there though. But, it's good company. I um, mean, yeah. R two was hanging out when Luke was training with Yoda. On they Amazon. all somehow they all understand what R two's saying. Not everybody. He's beeping. The only people that well, not that's not sure actually. Um, I think the only only person who ever understood him completely was Anakin? Yes. Right. But Re- apparently there's droid speak, right? So right. Ray right. can understand BB-8. Yeah, she can. Right. So Ray understands droids, and Anakin understood R2. But Luke never really did because he... Yeah, he asked for... A, like a, he had like a translator thing. I thought CP, uh, 3PO usually translated... Well, he would, but well, like in Empire, when Luke was in the X-wing with R two, R two would beep to him, and then uh, on the little right. screen, word would pop up. Right. Right. In Galactic Basic. Galactic Basic. Not yeah. in English. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was, so it's interesting. Some people can understand them. Some people can't. But there were other times when, I don't know, maybe he just wanted a yes or no answer, right. and he could understand yes and no, maybe. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like he didn't look at the translator every time. Well, yeah. I mean, some. I, I mean. R2 has a tone to his beeps. You know? mm-hmm. Like you can kind of tell if he's saying yes or no, I guess, or if he's happy or not happy, mm-hmm. um, or if he's excited about something. So do you think BB-8 and R2 speak the same language? Yeah, I'm sure they they can communicate. Yeah, but do yeah. you? Okay. Right. I guess it's kind of like, and BB-8 is kind of like the new. Uh, we'll talk about BB-8 for a little bit since we're talking about R2 and 3PO. Okay. BB-8 BB-8 is kind of like. Their model, their child, <laughs> almost like he's kind of like part of their family, you know. I guess I don't know. He's like he's just like R two and three PO are old. BB eight's kind of this little kid, right? Right. Well, um, you don't you don't even know that. I mean, could be older than all of them. I mean, I, I doubt it. It does look like a newer droid, like a yeah, ball. a new yeah, a newer astromech kind of droid. But dude, seriously, if the if the ball spins underneath, right? What is holding the head on top? And how are there any wires connected? Star Wars. Yeah, but every other droid makes sense. They all make sense? They're all physically, <laughs> like, possible. Right. This is the first droid that's, like, not a thing. It's well, like, breaks the laws of physics. Not, not, 
Not always. I mean, BB-8 was a real prop that they made that was robotic. They controlled robotically. Was it? Yeah. They well, they used combinations. So like for some scenes, they had just the model BB-8, and they actually had a guy in a green screen suit with like a a, a pole attached to BB-8, and he would w- run behind them and move them around. And then for other scenes, they had a completely robotic BB-8 that they controlled remotely. Oh. Um, so it is possible. If you had the remote control one, why would you need the pole guy? Because I think it depended on what they needed him to do or where they were. I think they used the pole guy for the scenes on Jack Who with the sand, because he's on sand. Mm. So I don't think they could control him well sure. on that. But when he's like on like a hardwood floor or the stone, like a flat surface... They could move them around with like the remote control, um, mm. and then they had, I think they had a third BB-8 that was like used for other, like for like like a, like a prop BB-8, you know, like mm. when Finn would like pick them up and like fell down with them and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and then of course there was probably some CG BB-8 in there. So the question is, what does BB-8 do? What's his purpose? He is not an astromech. He's not a protocol droid. Well, he's. We see him in... I mean, isn't he, like, an updated astronaut? He can go into... X-Men. Or a ship. A ship, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I saw him as kind of, like, a newer model astronaut, I guess. Okay. Do we ever see him use the terminal? Yes. We do, don't we? Mm, maybe? I don't remember. I think we do, but I'm not sure. You see, he has a lighter. You see that? A blowtorch, maybe. The little thumps up he does. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that maybe that's a good time to talk about like the tools that Astromechs have. Right. Okay. We never we can talk about this. R two has all these cool gadgets in the prequels. Yeah. That he doesn't use in the uh, originals. Didn't have a need to use it, maybe. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. So, right. what does he have in the prequels that he doesn't have in the original? So that would be the jetpack. The rocket boosters on his legs. Um, he has a saw. Is it well, a saw? He uses the saw uses that? in Return of the Jedi to get them out of the, the big net thing. Yeah. He, he saws them out. Yes. Yeah. He has a taser. He does. He tases kind of. those droids. Yeah. Yeah. And then some things that he has and he uses, I think, in both. He has the periscope, like the thing oh, that like can the, go comes up out. Right. and he can look. Yeah, he's the periscope. Right, we see that in Empire. Right. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and in Revenge of the Sith. Right. Where does he use it? In the beginning, when he's in, like in the pile of droids. Oh, okay. Because it pops out and then he like, shoots himself out. He has a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Put out fires. Um, one thing which I thought was weird. He has the projector in all of them, obviously. Too. Right, and he can project shoot, holograms. He can shoot oil out of his body. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't see that. In the That's the original three. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which then he can light on fire with his boosters. Right, right. But, so, do we think that he lost his boosters at some point? I think that's probably the best bet, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if he, cause there's, that's such a useful thing to have. If he never uses them in the original movies, yeah, that means they probably took them off or something. Um, so, one thing I thought was kind of either too convenient or just maybe custom made was that he has a lightsaber compartment. <laughs> I can shoot lightsabers. Well, I don't know if that's a lightsaber compartment. You but it's a, a general compartment that just propels anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I Popsicle guess sticks if you want to. You know, I don't know what else he'd do. 
umbrella. Shooting out of the He'd body. be perfect for like a like a t-shirt cannon. Right. Oh, like, right, yeah. right, right, right. T-shirt cannon. I mean, R2 is definitely like a utility droid kind of, you know? Right. He can do a little bit of everything. So, yeah, he's a little compartment that shoots stuff out. I don't know. Um, and so, another thing is, isn't it weird that he could just hack into everything? <laughs> like, is that how security works? Any astromech droid can hack any terminal? And just plug in. And I mean, I think it depends on... If I was the Empire, I mean, right. I'd seriously want to think of security. Right, right. Because, I don't know, maybe, does it depend on the droid? Like, does it, is it like a case-by-case basis? Like, R2 is especially smart. So do you like, think he's like the only one who can really do it? Maybe. Maybe he's like that. Maybe he's just like that good, you know? Like, not every droid is as good as he is when it comes to... So, what's really cool that they did in Rebels, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in other... I don't remember it in any movies. Right. But... You do see that next to the rank insignias on the like on on, the, on each side of the shoulders they have cylinders, imperial officers. Okay. And you never really know what those things are, right? Okay. You find out in Rebels that that's how humans use the terminal. Ah. They so they have there's a code in each one. Okay. And you stick it in the terminal, and you turn it, and then they test. Well, well, you're uh, a captain, so you're allowed access, uh, or you're not if you're a private. I see. Right? Right. So, R2... Now, that was never in any of the movies. Right, yeah. But they had the cylinders. Right, so they kind of retconned that, right? Yeah. Brought that into That's it. really cool. That is cool. So then R2 just has the ability to override Anything. everything. <laughs> um, and you see that in, in Rebels in a couple episodes ago, there was an exact situation where um, Agent Fulcrum, right? You know, switches his cylinder to someone else, and right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we see R two do that that thing a lot in the movies and Clone Wars, Rebels. Right. Like, not Rebels, but yeah. Do we, see, we ever see another droid doing it? Um. Yes, for sure. Besides BB eight, I mean. Well, we there was see... that. There was that one episode in Clone Wars where they had. Remember that droid who was who replaced R2 for a bit, but he was actually like a secret agent for Grievous? Hmm. They were having him do stuff like that, mm-hmm. but he was purposefully sabotaging it, okay. like making stuff not work. But he could do it too. Yeah, I guess he could have been able to do it um, if yeah, he wasn't. But did the Rebellion have those things? Astromechs? No, the, the, oh, the cylinders. cylinders. I mean, probably not. They probably Maybe, but they weren't as official as the Empire, so. They probably didn't have as much of that kind of stuff. Well, the, yeah, if you remember the ones on the Millennium Falcon... Right. ...are way more, like, crude-looking... Yeah, yeah. ...than, like, the official Imperial ones. Right. So I guess everyone's using the same standard. Yeah, well, you know, that's, uh... It's like the entire world using the, uh... Windows. Window, yeah. Um, all right. I don't know, that's, I think that about wraps up the droid talk. Yeah, I think we covered... Pretty much everything we know at this point. At this point, yeah. We went through pretty much the entire uh, lives of uh, R2 and 3PO. So what what uh, approach do you think they're going to take in the future? Do you think the droids will eventually be destroyed? Nah, I don't think so. Do you think they'll just kind of be somewhere and then the further trilogies will just not focus on where they are? I think that... Or they'll be in them. I think that as long as there's the trilogy movies, the saga films, mm-hmm. they will be in all those. Okay. So I think that the, I think we'll survive through nine. Yeah. 
and then they'll end up being like in 10, 11, 12. Yeah, if if they do that, then they'll be in those two because you know they'll end the nine. Maybe Ray will own R two now, or three PO will belong to you know whoever. Because if what I mean, Leia won't survive the movies. Luke right. might, but I don't think he will. Um, Chewie may not. Right. So, but yeah, so I think they'll stick around for for the long haul for sure. They're the one constant, you know, in all the movies. Sure. So, um, cool. So I think that wraps it up for the droid stuff. Uh, we'll plug our Twitter. Our Twitter is Bay 94 pod We post every time we have a new episode out. We'll post some more stuff here and there. And what are we going to do next week? Uh, next week we're going to be doing the Clone Wars movie. Clone Wars, all right. The, uh... You excited? Not really. <laughs> We did talk a little bit about it when we were doing the Jabba the podcast. Yeah, the Hut, the Hut podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, but speaking of Twitter, I mean, just the other day, Mark Hamill posted a photo of one of his first first appearances of Luke Skywalker, like the first day on the set. Right, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like him just like awkwardly standing in the desert. Yeah. His hands together. Like, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad he posted that. I mean... Yeah, I was thinking about it. He's had it. He's had it all this time, and right. chose now to release it. I really like Mark Hamill on Twitter. He he, he posts a lot of cool Star Wars stuff. Yeah, um, he's a good presence. I like I like when I like that he's really into it. You know, he's really into the Star Wars. Thing. Right. Not like uh, Harrison old, Ford. Old Harrison, really. old grumpy. <laughs> hey, at least he did Force Awakens you now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for twenty. I bet you, Harrison Ford will be in another Star Wars movie. A movie. He, uh, not a big part of it, right? You don't think a it cameo? might be maybe a flashback or something, or maybe he'll be maybe uh, I doubt this, but maybe a cameo in the Han Solo movie. No, I don't. Think you don't so. think so? You mean like not like as Han, but like as like a, a, a Easter egg? Uh, maybe, but I, I personally I don't care about that. No, I don't care either. I think that he will show up in a flashback hmm. in eight or nine. It's a good bet. That's what I think. We'll see. Those that paid $10 million to do so. I bet you we're going to have a flashback to the Academy and the fallout of Ben going bad and maybe an argument between between Leia and Han. Sure. That'd be cool. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see in December. But uh, yeah, that wraps it up. Next week we'll be doing the Clone Wars movie. And check us out on Twitter. Boom.